the uh, the legendary. Oh, whoops! I put the wrong thing on. Look, I mean, to be fair, we did get an hour and twenty two minutes of proper broadcast there without Anahan messing up. Uh, full disclosure, boys, I couldn't get Anahan on apart from the first interview for a good two minutes. So we got very lucky. But uh, Jeff Reinbold, how are we doing? Good. As we said, it's the the best footballing weekend of the year. What what's there not to look forward to? And Brian, apparently, rumor has it that Mark is still deciding on his pick for the Rams Cardinals game. Oh, the team, the flicker's going to go tonight. Um, I'm with Colin. It's a great weekend for games, and once the weekends go on and we get to enjoy these games, it's always in the back of your head that we don't have too many of these games left. And you know, anybody who's questioning whether they should be staying up tomorrow night till all hours watching the Packers 49ers and then Sunday with the Bills and Chiefs, just remember you won't see many games for a long, long while unless you find yourself watching spring league football this year. But no, really, really good game, good games to go through. And we're blessed with some of the games we have this weekend. Yeah. So in fairness, some of, the, some of the games could justify a Super Bowl that we have this weekend. And yeah. Mark, the Irish USFL show starts uh, April, April 12th. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have a, a quick follow on, Michael. I mean, look, in fairness, in terms of a media discussion of the, the NFL, we'll be straight into the draft, we'll be straight into free agency, we'll be straight into training camp. I mean, that show doesn't, uh, doesn't stop necessarily, but in terms of real live football, look, Everybody, you can see your family in the following months. You can catch up on your sleep from March onwards in relation to it. There's three more game weeks to go, so savor every second of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, um, great as always to see Jeff. I, you know, he's a bit busy, obviously, with his uh, media commitments the next couple of weekends, but I'm sure we'll uh, have other announcements in due course, Michael, about um, having Jeffrey with a pint and a plane in his hand very shortly. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's talking about California there, but sure, look, we'll, we, we'll come back to that at some point. We are presented by Matchbook Betting Exchange, £20, €20 euro welcome offer, money back as cash if your first bet loses. All the T's and C's are below 18+. plus. Please be gamble aware. We will talk about uh, our bet of the week at some point in the show as well, uh, and we're looking forward to doing that. We'll maybe do that before we give our last game. Uh, for everyone that's watching and that been here from the start, Rich Chief says he sees us in L.A., uh, Allison has commented about a million times for Tennessee. Let's go Titans, NC Titans. Coach Vrabel is coach of the year. Bengals is Super Bowl, says Sean. Um, go coach, says Mark Hazelbrook. There's loads of comments on YouTube uh, from Cowboys fans, Fred Flung, for example. We will get to them at some point in the show, but let's let's just get straight into it. Yeah, are we ready to go? All good? Yeah. I, I, I just want to say I missed Fred. It was very convenient that Fred happened to miss last Monday's show. So I just wanted to call him out. Saving, you know, yeah, I was sorry for his troubles last Monday night. He's been very consistent <laughs> throughout the season on every week, but unfortunately, he had some commitments at home last Monday. So I did want it to go and notice that he missed our show. Uh, sorry, the, about, sorry, the about Giants that. fan enjoying the Cowboys exit yet again. By the way, Michael, before we get into the games, I did want to call out there is one bit of key NFL news for all NFL fans. I'm sure they'll be fascinated by. We've talked a lot about job openings. We've talked a lot about. You know, new head coaches, new GMs, and potential vacancies being filled. Just today, big news, obviously, key vacancy being filled. And this will be very passionate for Brian, very interesting for all fans. The Carolina Panthers have announced Ben McAdoo as their new offensive coordinator. Let's not start him. Seriously, let's not start him. Like, I, 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 I didn't see that coming. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, now, again, I said it at the start. Rumor has it. I think is is Mark picking the Cardinals. I, I think he is. I think we're gonna. We're, I think we'll leave it at that. Uh, I, the I first game tonight. Week, That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> the first game. Uh, well, that shouldn't say Super Wild Card picks. So I've messed the whole thing up tonight. If this says Super <laughs> Wild Card picks forever, and hold on, hold on. Oh dear God. Oh this God. God. Anyway, sure. Look. We'll keep it going for a minute, and I will try and change it in the next three seconds. Bengals-Titans, we have a hell of a game here. First game tomorrow night, 9.30 p.m. The Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Tennessee Titans. Now, Colin, we brought on two uh, personalities, two analysts ahead of this game, and both are very confident. But again, as I said it to the end of, my, of Mike's conversation, both franchises really deserve this and really realistically there's not two other franchises in the nfl that have waited this long i know the titans have been in but they're close yeah and both teams 
are capable of winning this game. I think that we've talked about that, that this is a weekend where it none of it is going to be a shock. If somebody, uh, it might be an upset, uh, but I think you'll have, you know, people picking different teams. I, I wonder if we'll have consensus across the board this weekend. I don't know who anyone else is picking, so it'll be it'll be very interesting to, to see. I, I think in, in this one, I keep going back to it. Joe Burrow is capable of winning any football game. He is a phenomenal quarterback and he has a, a bevy of weapons, but particularly, obviously, that combination with uh, Jamar Chase has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, Trey Hendrickson is good to go. So can the, the Bengals win this? Absolutely they can, and I imagine they will score points. Um, I do have concerns about Zach Taylor and whether he will allow Burrow to, to cook. Um, I also have concerns because the the Bengals were two for five in the red zone um, against the Raiders last week. And that, that's a huge concern, I think, because the Raiders aren't a particularly good red zone defense. And I think the Titans will be much better. So they will have to improve there. Are they capable of doing that? Yes, they are. Um, but they're going up against a Titans team who are getting healthy at the right time. And they're also under Vrabel. They're 4-0 coming off a, a bye. So I think advantage Titans when it comes to coaching. Uh, I, I would say I, I, and I, I have a, um, a lot of time um, for Tannehill, but advantage Bengals on, on the QB side of things. Um, the the receivers, it's interesting how healthy is Julio. AJ is, is fantastic, and I think having him back is, is a game changer. But I, I think the other thing to, to look at is Jeffrey Simmons. And Jeff Reinbold talked about pressure of the middle. Pressure of the middle is a game changer. And having uh, Simmons there, I think, is um, really, really important for the, the Titans. I think this game ultimately comes down to the trenches. And I think while it'll be very close, I am going to go with uh, the Titans and Mike Vrabel to win this. Yeah, like everybody's expect the Bengals to be quite dominant in terms of the passing game, but the second half last week against the Reds didn't really materialise that way. And I think what glossed over, I thought was a quite a, an average second half performance was the fact that the Raiders had the chance at the end and they blew it. And then obviously there was so much discussion during the week about the, the whistle situation. It really kind of got away from the fact that the Bengals struggled in the second half against the Raiders team that wouldn't be up to the level of the Titans. But however, I would put that down to a lot of nerves in terms of trying to get over the line. It was 20 years since they'd won a playoff game. So you could argue they got over the line. They'll only be benefit from that. Joe Mixon's stats from a running perspective, going up against the second best run in the league, have dropped off considerably over the last six games. So it'd have to be, for me, the passing game. And the Titans have struggled at 24th against the pass this year. So you'd lean Bengals that way. But the freshness, the week off, it's the enormity of the game. Titans have been here before. I do agree with Jeff what he said earlier on. I mean, if it's Tannehill to win the game, you'd be concerned. If you look at Tannehill's stats in the regular season, as in comparison to his playoff games over the years, he's a, he averages 100 yards less a game. I don't know what you put that down in terms of when it's nerves. Doesn't perform. That game a couple of years ago where he went in and beat the Ravens in Baltimore was probably because the defense had so many interceptions against Lamar Jackson and they had nice field to play with. He didn't have huge stats that game. Same when he went into Kansas City a few years ago in that championship game. Didn't do much. And last year he lost against Baltimore. So you'd have concerns there. It's quite an equally matched game. It's kind of reflecting where the odds are from a bet perspective. Three and a half points that Matchbook have up. But I'm with Colin. I think the week off will suit the Titans and they're at home. And I think they've had a great season. They've done really well to win the division. But I think this is a step too far for them. And Tiff the Bengal won't be surprised to see that I'm picking the Titans. But more so, I'm really looking forward to seeing who Michael is picking in this game because he has great affection for both sides throughout the season. Well, I mean, before we get to, to Michael on that, Brian, I mean, we've talked about, like, it's the, the toughest thing this week uh, because there's eight teams that all have good arguments for winning their own individual games. Principal Skinner, pathetic. I mean, and so talk to Michael earlier on and I, I wanted to channel the the 2015 movie Brooklyn so if you've seen it it's a beautifully shot piece beautifully shot piece shot partly down in Enniscorthy in County Wexford the greatest of all counties in Ireland and uh, 
unfortunately, Saoirse Ronan has a heart torn. She's torn between two suitors. She can't make up her mind. She can't make up where her heart lies. So in the interest of dealing with Michael's romantic entanglement this year, where he's been flirting uh, vociferously with both of these franchises, I felt that I was going to defer my pick to Michael to pick one of the teams on my behalf, and I'll make the case as to why they're going to win the game. So who do you want, Michael? Who do you want, who do you want my pick to go to? Your choice. I, I didn't get that vibe <laughs> at all. I just read the text and went, oh, I can't pick someone. So I just put a big no, picture no. in your head. I wanted you to pick for me, so I'll let you pick for me. Go. I was I was having a good time. I was I was picking. I was getting everything done. You can see it now. It says who will advance, Brian. I, I know you have a point to make. So do you want to make that point first while I get everything else right up here? You know, because yeah, Mark, I, I produce, edit, and shoot this whole thing. So you know, feel free to. Make no, a pick yeah, I was just going to make the point that Julio Jones, uh, Colin touched on whether he's going to be fully fit for this game, and he hasn't played a lot of ball this year. In fairness, you know, I suppose that was one of the the red flags as to why not many teams went from last year when he was when. He was potentially a free agent, and they made that trade because obviously Atlanta wanted See to move him. as well. And Atlanta wanted to move him. But when he has played in the playoffs, he's had eight games with over 100 yards, and it would not surprise me if he was to come out and have a big game tomorrow and justify that trade for the Titans. Because ultimately what they want is big game players in these situations. And I could see him coming out tomorrow and have a big game if he's, yeah. you know, to what, right, the levels we expect. Well, look, I'll take up the mantle then because Michael still want, doesn't want to get down on one knee. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. But I'm, 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 I'm not making a pick for you, Mark. We can flip a lateral flow test again if you want. We can just flip one. No, no, no. It's, I, I was just trying to offer you some way out of your romantic entanglements, Michael, but it's okay. I, I'll give my pick that, thus way. Uh, there's Rogers, Brady, Alan Mahomes, Burrow, Stafford, Garoppolo, and Tannehill. And I'm sorry, I was pushing the other mic a little bit earlier in our interview earlier on about being a heartbringer of doom. And the only two times the Titans have been number one picks, they've gone one and done. And I'm not adverse to the Titans. I greatly admire them. I greatly admire the work Mike Rabel's done. I think they're very strong along the lines. But I worry about this team if they get behind in the game, about throwing to catch up, about getting out of their game plan, about Ryan Tannehill's ability to win you the game. Of course they look better with a healthy wide receiver core. There is no denying that. Um, but can they truly be trusted with Ryan uh, Derrick Henry so soon back after injury and sometimes looking very, very poor, frankly, during his absence? They can run the ball. They've got great lines. They've got a great head coach who I fully agree deserves to be coach of the year. But it's the Bengals and it's the Burrow and show. And I just feel that they're going to be the excitement. So, you know... Let's go, Bengals. I'm sorry, Titans. I love you. Okay, right. Um, well, Allison. Do we see a Bengals? Do we see a Bengals graphic? I'm getting tired of seeing Mark's face twice here. I, 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 I don't have the. I, 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 have you ever seen that meme? I don't think you have the capacity for that, big man. That's me right now. I don't have the capacity for that. And just in case anyone's wondering, I these guys independently text me their picks, and then I whip up some graphics. So no, these. The, the lads haven't got a clue who I'm going to pick, and unless Brian and Mark are sharing picks and column, they don't know either. Uh, look, just before we start here, and, and Brian is right, I love how you name bomb me into this conversation. I have been dreading this pick all week because I'm going to annoy somebody. And going by the way that I was treated last week uh, by lovely 49er fans, and I love all of like shout out to Owen who commented earlier on, 49ers done great last week. Um, you know, I am going to get hit this weekend because this game for me is like the, the alternative the uh the uh, what they call it in in ni the, the b-tech afc championship but i actually think these ones are better than b-tech they're they're getting up to the a level standard up here or, or the leaving sort standard in the south look let me just cut the crap here joe burrow is better than ryan tannehill okay now this that's not a that's not a game pick it's the truth he he is better than ryan tannehill okay and derrick henry of course is back and for a neutral like me in this game because I don't want either team to win because I don't want either team to go out. That's going to be fantastic. The question is, will Derek Henry come in and run for, I don't know, two touchdowns, 120 yards, maybe get 20 or 30, maybe even 40 yards receiving? I don't know. Uh, the Titans' defense doesn't is not going to match up well against Cincinnati's offense. Tennessee is second in the league of stopping the run, 25th against the pass. The Titans uh, will probably try and rush Burrow at the start of the game. This is going to be the key. The first quarter and maybe the second part of the second quarter is key in this game. 
But when you've got guys like Jamar Chase on, on that field, you've got Tyler Boyd, I, I just think whenever Burrow starts to feel it in tomorrow's game, even if he goes seven down, if Henry does get that quick run, I, I've just got a feeling about Joe Burrow, boys. And I, as much as I know this is going to really annoy Titans fans, I'm picking the Bengals. I am picking the Bengals. I've This was a, a game-time decision. But um, it pains me to say because I want both teams to win because I think both teams deserve to advance. Their, their fans deserve it. But uh, the Bengals are going to beat the Titans. And if the Bengals go to Tennessee with all the hype all the you know on both sides and beat the Titans, no matter by 3 points, 7 points, or 17 points, whoever they play or whoever wins this game plays next week, be very, very very afraid and i swear to god if anybody in titans twitter comes at me now i'm sorry if he's win happy days it's grand sure it's a bit of crack bangle what I, I just want to make a point you know we talk about playoff games and field goals really aren't going to suffice in terms of winning games you need to be scoring touchdowns and you're kind of trying to stats there on derrick henry and what he'll put up tomorrow yeah he may not have the massive game that we're used to seeing because it's first game back but where he really will be beneficial in the red zone because, look, okay, they've got one running backs there that punched him in during the season. But if you get into a situation where you're in the red zone, he's kind of automatic at times. You give him the ball three yards out, he's going in. And that could be a big difference tomorrow, you know, in terms of if the Bengals have to take field goals as opposed to touchdowns and the Titans are in the red zone, do they take, do they get a touchdown? Just ultimately, could be the difference in the end in what, in what could be a, a very tight game. Mark has gone for a tea break, has he? Yes, and I was a mute. Hoping Colin might talk, but I'm, I'm only joking. Colin, are you, are you down in Cork at the minute, Colin? Yeah, yeah, down home. Uh, perhaps uh, the the Cork influence uh, had a, a factor in me picking the Titans. Um, you know, but uh, I I really think this could be a, a quite the the matchup. Um, I I don't think. There is a bad game this weekend. I am really fascinated to see how um, both of these teams do. Obviously, every segment in the show is available as a separate segment on podcasts now. We, we understand towards the end of the season, it can get a bit bulky. They are available as separate podcasts, and we really appreciate the support. Let's look at the next game, folks. Uh, decent enough game. The 49ers going up against the Packers in Lambeau Field. Uh, and Mark, uh, just before you disappeared there, I just wanted to let you know that we did give your pick in eventually, and thank you for letting me know at uh, 10.36. Okay. Glad to help. Glad to help. Colin, Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers, the hype, everybody in Lambeau Field in, in what was the name they're giving this? Or, right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to give a shout out to every Packers fan from Ireland, the UK, etc. that are flying, because there's loads of them flying over, right? The, the frozen tundra? Get out of here, man. Like, if they don't win tomorrow, call. I sound like Ricky Gervais here. If they don't win tomorrow, <laughs> this is 10 times the story of the Cowboys not winning last weekend because going by the Packers Twitter column, they're in the Super Bowl. Surely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get yeah, it. Come on. Just what? saying. No, I, I, don't, I don't think any. I, You'll you'll always get some some people. I can tell you, you know, fans of every franchise who come up with crazy opinions, and there are loads of brilliant fans as well. I don't think, um, you know, it's uh, every Packers fan thinks it's a foregone conclusion. Um, but uh, yeah, the weather seems to every time there's a playoff game in Green Bay, the weather is talked about. Um, remember, remember how it was going to affect Tom Brady last year? Yeah. Um, but uh, what, what we can say is that um, in terms of Aaron Rodgers and the hype, it's all justified. He is an absolutely unbelievable QB. He's going up against a 49ers team, sixth road game in eight weeks. Sixth road game in eight weeks. And they're the walking wounded. Um, I think Fred Warner, um, is a, that's a significant. Nick Bosa is going to be good to go. But Jimmy Garoppolo not only has a thumb injury, but also has a, a shoulder injury. So the going into to Lambo with Aaron Rodgers and we talked um, about his legacy and what it means to get the, the second ring. So there is, there's phenomenal pressure on um, this Packers team. We know how talented they are. Um, Devonta Adams, um, they're getting players back. They're coming off a bye. There is loads for the, the Packers to, um, I think, be, be happy about and looking forward to going into this. But, also, 
I I think the 49ers are very difficult to play against. They do unusual things. Um, there's a lot of talk about Garoppolo in the weather. I think you'll see the 49ers run, run, run. And I think in Debo Samuel, um, they have one of the, if not the most explosive um, weapon in the, the game at the moment. He, he comes hot at the right uh, time. And... It will be fascinating to see if the Packers. Um, I was uh, listening to um, Sam Monson um, on the PFF podcast yesterday, and the, the Packers' run defense since week 10 is a disaster. They have got to get that sorted out if they're to um, go, because this is what the, the 49ers are going to do. I don't think they put it in, into Jimmy's hand. If, if it comes down to QBs, forget about it. I mean, we talked about Burrow is better than Tannehill. Like, Jimmy G is, is not even in the same league as, as Aaron Rodgers. If it comes down to QBs, forget about it. But I don't think it will come down to QBs. I think it comes down to a lot more than that. And I think sometimes um, in the playoffs, there are surprises there are things that are unexpected the packers are the better team the packers should win this game but the 40 the 49ers are the best team in red zone conversion the packers defense ranks 29th i think it's going to be the 49ers springing a surprise i don't think it'll be a shock because i think anyone is capable of of winning this weekend they've said it uh, over and over again i think the 49ers are going to win this Michael, you touched on the fact that there's some Packers fans on social, um, I suppose, with an expectancy that they'll go to the Super Bowl and win it this year. You could, you could argue Sorry. that it's justified. They were, they've been to the championship game the last three, well, potentially this could be the third year in a row. They really should have potentially won that game last year against the Bucks. They didn't. They've argued, well, they, there's no argument. They've been the best team all year, consistently. Defence has improved. Yeah, Collins made fair points around how the, the, run, the run defence has kind of Falling off the cliff to a certain extent, but for large parts of the season, defensively, we were saying they were much better than what we saw last year. And Aaron Rodgers is playing lights out. Um, Rodgers has struggled against the 49ers fans in the playoffs, he's never beat the playoffs. I think the last time the 49ers have actually beaten sorry, the Packers have beat the 49ers in the playoffs was 2001. We're going back to Favre against Garcia, that's how far back we're going. And Devontae Adams, if you look at his stats, he's always had big games. He averaged 126 yards in his last five games against the 49ers. I think this game, come halftime, come to a quarter, will be the game of the weekend where people will be easing off because it's going to be, I'm not going to say a blowout, but it's going to be a comfortable win for the Packers. Because I look at the defence and you, you talk about players coming back from injury who struggled last weekend. And yeah, fair enough, of course they want to get them back. They want to get both. They want to get fair enough back. But we saw something similar in this round last year where Aaron Donald played. He really wasn't effective. And you could say that could potentially be the case. Only two teams from California since 1950, I've won Lambo during December and January. It's not going to change this weekend. It's minus five in the, in the bookies. They're going to cover that and win convincingly. And only Hayden has the expect, expectancy that they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, I was talking to a good friend of mine who is probably the most rabid cheesehead um, you'd ever meet in your entire existence, who is actually originally from that part of the world uh, as well and supports the Packers through thick and thin. And obviously there's been a lot of thick the last while. It's not been a bad time to be a Packers fan. They they have had uh, two once-in-a-generation quarterbacks back-to-back -back, and they are always part of the conversation. They are always relevant in the National Football League. And Ita had a great line today that I, I made me smile. He said, uh, two years ago, Matt LaFleur came in, 13-3 season, and we were all delighted. We were like, oh, like we didn't expect such success so great given new coach, new system bedded in, even though Rodgers was still there. And it was like, oh, we, we could have made the play, uh, the Super Bowl this year. And then last year, it was very much like, oh, well, we should have made the Super Bowl this year. Now, this year becomes we need to make the Super Bowl this year. There are very few teams left. I mean, you can make case that Green Bay, the Bucks, the Bills, the Chiefs all have the expectation of at least getting to the Super Bowl, if not winning it. If they don't even at least get to the Super Bowl, this season is a failure. The other four teams in the playoffs to get that far would be an unmitigated success um, in, in relation to things. So the pressure, let's be fair, is on Green Bay. The pressure still 
uh, might, might say otherwise, is on Aaron Rodgers. And the pressure, of course, is on that front office with the 46 million cap hit coming next year. And the best way for Aaron Rodgers to stay in Green Bay, the best way for the Green Bay Packs to continue to move on is actually to win the Super Bowl this year, to show him he's in the best possible place, really, that he's got it great with a great head coach, a great setup, a, de- uh, a team that now is built in depth. I mean, look at the depth they've demonstrated on the offensive line all season that has a running game um, with multiple running backs and opportunities and can get everything done. I mean, if I'm looking for reasons for Green Bay to win it, Brian sums it up really well. They are prohibitive favorites, and this could well be a blowout. I criticized greatly the 49er secondary last week, and the Cowboys just didn't take advantage of it. Who, other than Aaron Rodgers, is probably best place to take advantage of it? Um, he's, you know, as I, said, the, as I kind of alluded to, he is uh, the best, uh, one of the best, or the best, depending on your preference, but I'd say the best quarterback in the National Football League, and he can definitely take advantage of any defense. But there is this nagging, nagging, nagging doubt. But I look at the stats as we called out earlier on um, with our good friend uh, in relation to uh, the Packers and saying like, well, Jimmy G doesn't have to throw if they play like 2019. Um, Are the 49ers going to start as hot as they did last week? Probably not, no. But they present a unique challenge with the amount of misdirection. They present a unique challenge with the amount of complexity and nuance to their offense. And they have George Kittle, and they have Debo Samuel, and they have a defense that is capable of getting the odd stop and getting the odd turnover. And whilst I say, and I want to make this really clear, the Packers are the absolute favorite. The Packers should win this. The Packers are at home. The Packers are in an ideal position. I can't help but feel somehow, some way, it is going to slip from their grasp once again. And the San Francisco 49ers and the potential of an all-Californian uh, NFC Championship game will roll on once more. I'm just glad I got the chance to use that. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, two 49ers, one Packers. If if I went with the 49ers, I, I genuinely think we would lose about a 1,000 followers in the next two days. So it'll be interesting to see what pick I do. Mark mentioned there about the start that they had last week against Dallas. And, and he's right. Like, I... For a guy that picked Dallas last week, I will be the first man to admit that I was sitting three minutes in going, the hell is this? What is this? These boys have turned up. They've had their bacon and cabbage all weekend. It's all about the run. Can Debo, can Elijah run, 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 run. But the reality is they're going into Lambeau Field. Now, Jeff talked about in his show about the, about the Weber. I actually don't think the Weber is going to be an issue here. They're professional footballers who are getting paid millions of dollars or at least a few hundred thousand dollars. They should be able to suck it up for a few hours. First off, I'm really interested to see what song the guy's playing walking out of the tunnel this week. Uh, really interested. I'm going to either do the Den theme tune or I'm going to do like a previous Eurovision song. But in terms of the actual game, the 49ers will win this game with a very, very simple mantra. Run the ball and attack Aaron Rodgers like it's the last day of the year. Adam. Adam, Adam, Adam. But the reality is, will they? I don't know. And I genuinely think the Packers are going to start fast. They're going to try and control the game early. Um, and I hope as a neutral, that doesn't happen. I hope this game's tight. I hope it's enjoyable to watch. And I don't really I don't really care who wins because they don't support either team. But in terms of actually picking the game, I think the Packers are going to win this game. I think that it's going to come down to turnovers. I think if Jimmy G is a wee bit knocked up, whether it's his arm or shoulder or whatever, I think there could be issues with that there. And I do think if the 49ers get sort of caught out with the run, if it doesn't work for them in the third or fourth quarter, they may start having issues. George Kittle had, I think, one reception last week against Dallas, albeit there was many different factors in the game that worked, but it's going to be an issue. Um, But look, if San Francisco can't force a turnover on Aaron Rodgers or whenever somebody runs it, they're not going to have a chance in this game. I do think Lambeau Field is going to be a, a safe haven for the Packers this week. But I'll say this now, and go, go on what we've all sort of said there, the Packers should win this game. The Packers are the best team in the NFC on paper. The way the Packers have played in multiple games this season, and I'm being completely positive here. I, For example, I watched, albeit it was the Bears, I watched uh, the Vikings on the football game. They are the best team in the NFC. If they don't win this game, there needs to be some sort of investigation head coach quarterback the works if they don't win this game i don't think Aaron Rodgers is there next year so let's see what happens i'm taking the packers because if the packers aren't sitting in sofa and if we're not sitting there watching them 
there's a serious, serious problem here, boys. I probably came across a bit dismissive of the 49ers' chances by saying the game will be over in the third quarter. That's more around the fact that how impressive the Packers have been consistently throughout the season. As opposed to a team who have got on a run and, you know, they're going into the playoffs and some people are saying, oh, the 49ers are on a great run and they're they're flying, you know, and they're a dangerous team. They didn't play well in the second half last week. They struggled for a large part of that game. They didn't play well in the first half against the Rams and they didn't play for, well in the first half against the Texans the week before that. They haven't put four quarters together consistently for quite some time. The Packers have been putting four quarters together all season long. So there's your answer as to why I think it will be a very convincing win for the Packers. And, and Brian, I was just going to say, yeah, but it's the postseason. And the postseason fairy dust does sometimes sprinkle over teams. Sometimes it curses them to a life of despair, as it's done to the Packers in the last time. And sometimes it sprinkles a little bit of magic. Again, remember last time these guys met up, 2019 NFC Championship game. Raheem Mostert, who's been injured most of his career, had a Cinderella-like performance, 220 yards, four touchdowns. The reality is Elijah Mitchell is a better running back. The reality is Debo Samuel probably is a better running back. And what are you going to do when it's cold and it's bitter and everyone and the dogs are hiding up in their house and they're getting the warm fire on? You run the goddamn football. And I think the 49ers will do it better. It's all yeah, you're, you're, you're saying about the, the playoffs, Mark. Aaron Rodgers is 0-3 against the 49ers. He owns the 49ers in the regular season, 6-3. and He's 0-3 against them. And he should have won all those games. It's not that Aaron Rodgers doesn't play well. He plays well. He has played well in all those games, and somehow the 49ers have, have managed to, to win it. Yeah, the Packers should, but it's a bit like when Fla France play New Zealand in uh, rugby. There's not going to be any fear there. They just see the, the jersey and they think, yeah, we're in with a chance. They, they don't always win, but they're always competitive because there won't be any fear from that 49ers team of going to, to Lambeau. Sunday night football in September this year, early on in the season. I would okay, I'd suggest it was, you know, is it really going to bring anything into this game? Potentially not, but the Packers only won 30 28 on a last second field goal from Crosby. Like, they on their day, the, the Fortnite will give them a hell of a game. Yeah, I I was gonna say maybe 24 21 Packers. The game I was at, the way the Ravens played against them for, for a good portion of the game, they were really, really physical against them. If the Portland can do that, they've got a chance, but I think 24 21, something like that. There, uh, the Ravens. I have parted company with their defense or defensive coordinator, Don Martindale. We'll have more on that uh, on Monday night, I presume. I have no idea. Let, let's see the crack. That's breaking news there now. Yeah, that, uh, that, that, that's that's a surprise. Sorry, I don't mean to jump away from the game. That is a surprise because two years ago, he was he was yeah. you know very much months, uh, the favorites for a lot of jobs and it never materialized. A bit like Eric Bieniemy in, in Kansas City. He's gone for so many jobs and not got it. He's been very similar from a defensive standpoint. So interesting yeah. to see probably kind of gets away from the fact that he won't get a head coaching job now if he's getting relieved of his services in baltimore but, but also on that like brian and we will get back to the games like um yes that defense of the ravens has been exploited quite a bit in the last two seasons especially this season but this season he was down his two starting cornerbacks before the season even began and there's been so many injuries it was like mash hospital for them so surprising news michael i think it, we could safely say won't be Vic Fangio, who's the defensive coordinator, <laughs> given his history with the Ravens. Yeah. Um, oh, dear God. John Harbour's put a statement there, and Ian Rapport is reporting it as a shocker. It could a be shocker, Ben McAdoo. Could, he could be the new Ravens defensive coordinator. Well, I, I, that's probably well, I, don't, I don't think he'll be out of a job for long. There'll be plenty of new head coaches looking for a defensive coordinator, and he'll have his, probably a pick of opportunities. I will say the same thing that I said to myself when I see Mike McCarthy talk about safeties and stuff and play on, on, on the offense and defense on Thursday. Mike, you've got nine months. You can talk about it in nine months. We'll talk about it on Monday night. Uh, we got a game to, on Sunday night. I'm joking, Cowboy fans. Uh, Rams, Buccaneers. I did not mean to put this up, folks. I am sorry, uh, Cardinals fans. Next year, all good. Uh, Rams doing the business against the Cardinals uh, and the Rams going to Tampa Bay. Hell of a game. This now, Colin. Yes, the Rams have got that defense, that offense. They've went all in in terms of money in that sense, and they got McVay as a head coach. On, on the other side of the ball, you've got Tom Brady. So, who wins this game? Yeah, it's uh, the they didn't just beat the the Cardinals. They absolutely annihilated them, and um, 
just I don't know if people have seen the clip of um, where Russell Wilson is on the Manning cast and he says that um, okay they're down but what you got to do as the quarterback you got to get your team up I'd be running up and down the sideline I'd be telling him come on we're still with a chance it's still possible it's still possible and it cuts back and poor old Kyler Murray is sitting on the bench and he's dropped his 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 head and you've got Peyton Eli and Russell Wilson just looking at him with jaws on the the floor it was uh, quite a moment moment but uh, the Rams were were brilliant um last uh, weekend it really all kind of came to together for them but they are they're going against um Tom, Tom Brady and obviously for the Bucks the talking point I think uh, has been all all week around the injuries and especially to Wirfs and to uh, Ryan Jensen uh, both were at practice today both will be game time decisions by the the sounds of things Wirfs much more questionable um, by all accounts but the Rams announced today that Andrew Whitworth is out so he's not questionable Wirfs is a game time decision Andrew Whitworth is out your left tackle being out um, and people are saying that oh the backup oh, backup is very is, is great you don't have great backup left tackles. They don't exist. <laughs> if you have, if you're a great left tackle, you're a starter. It is the key piece in um, any offensive line. So I think that is um, that's a big issue. I think for the um, for the the Rams in in this game, and I think equally gives them um, an, a a big piece to to sort out given the the box injuries this this is a game though could go either way you know the rams have have so many weapons not just on offense but defense jeff called jeff uh Reinbold called out um Ra- ramsey aaron donald leonard floyd uh von miller there's just a, there's so many different ways the rams can um go about winning this cooper cup cam Akers is back um, Stafford ha- has got the, the monkey off his back now. Surely he can can go on. So, yeah, there, there are a ton of reasons, again, why, why the Rams can and should and will win, win this game. But I can't go against Brady in the playoffs. It's the the same way that the the, the, the magic uh, pixie dust, uh, as Mark alluded to, I don't know how he does it. And... I, you know, eventually it won't. Eventually he will run out of uh, road. Maybe, maybe it happens, but he always fi- finds a way. And in the week where the tuck rule has been all over uh, Twitter, it has been in- inescapable. Um, Brady will find a way, and uh, the Bucks will march inexorably on. Towards the back end of the season, we spoke about the fact that the Rams were on a nice little run and nobody was really kind of suggesting that they could go all the way, but they've won six of their last seven and that defeat was against the 49ers in Week 18 where they were 17 nil up and you would have thought they would have taken care of business and they'd be really on a run then. And we saw last Monday night where we questioned whether Matthew Stafford would be capable of this big game, experience his first proper playoff game in quite a while. He's never won one in Detroit in the games he played. That he, you know, but he played well last week. Defensively, they looked sound, and the Cardinals were all at sea. But you could put that down to a really strong performance by players coming into their own. They've got so many weapons offensively. John Jefferson, Odell Beckham is coming to is doing well. Cup, Higby, like Tyler Higby has been really effective lately. The amount of touchdowns he scored. Akers is coming back as as Marcus touched on. I mean, there's so many players there for the Rams. They've got so much weapons, so much at their disposal, and defense is really strong. Against a Bucks team that, yeah, last week they were comfortable and the score was probably still a little bit generous on the Eagles. But there's too many players out for me for the Bucks offensively. Mark said it before. If 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 it's not Gronk or Evans, where are they going? There's a trust factor. Um, Jeff talked about Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller has been non-existent for large parts of the season. The last couple of weeks they've had to start kind of bringing him into the game and giving him plays. But overall, he's had a, a very poor season. Obviously, they haven't really used him. I just think it's the Rams' time to win this game. I picked the Packers and the Rams to be in the championship game last September when we did our preseason show, so I can't get away from it. Um, I think the Rams will win. They've beaten Brady the last two times. He's not beaten them since he went to the Bucks. The Rams, I don't think it's a massive upset if you beat them. The Rams to win for me. 
he's not been them since he's been in the box. But last time he faced them in the postseason, I'm trying to remember what. Oh, that that was the sixth Super Bowl ring. That's what it was. Um, in, fair, in fairness, he didn't do anything in that game. I, he, he you really sitting there now? Twenty-three oh two on a Friday night. Really saying that, Mark? Really? That was well, one of the worst. Ten three that game was. About, about, it was 13-3, Brian. But, um, oh, sorry. Uh, I forgot about that. He throw when he had to, and that's Tom Brady's career. No shame. No shame whatsoever, Mark. No when shame. he has to. What? Six Super Bowl rings? I'll just try and mute Michael for a second. Um, <laughs> Silence. Who was that? Silence. Tom Brady singing in the background. <laughs> Children, stop. Boys, um, that, that wasn't me anyway. I, I thought uh, I'll list it. That wasn't me. Brilliant. So these two teams, the, look, a history lesson. Hopefully we don't have this again. These two teams actually met twice in the NFC Championship game. I appreciate this is the divisional round. But the record in those two games, 1980, the Rams won 9-zip. And then in 2000... Kurt Warner led them to an 11-6 victory. I mean, that's not an auspicious start for a key postseason game. I sincerely hope we get A, more points and B, more excitement um, than was present in both of those games at that particular time. Um, Taylor Rapp is still out for the Rams. They're starting safety. So along with the season-ending injury, their other starting safety in Week 18, that is a problem. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals didn't expose that. Tom Brady doesn't have any weapons, but do you really want to face Tom Brady without both of your starting safeties? We've mentioned before about Eric Weddle coming off the the line uh, <laughs> again. He's, he's looking forward to the game, certainly. Um, do, do you want to face Tom Brady without that situation? No, you don't. And yes, Colm alluded to, I think Andrew Whitworth is going to be a massive loss. I mean, he wasn't just a good left tackle. At 40 years of age, the second oldest player in the NFL behind Tom Brady, he was dominant at left tackle by most metrics whether you want to go pff ranking whether you want to go pass rush uh, win ratio etc he has been up there in the top two or three left tackles in the entire nfl all season so that is a big loss and at the same token i agree with very much a lot of what brian said like the rams do have the weapons they've been carefully putting it together last week you watched it you would say these guys must be the super Bowl favorites Akers and Michelle were giving you a one-two punch. You had a reasonably consistent running game. OBJ looked like he'd been playing with Stafford for years. And hidden amongst it all, just when you need him to pop up and break out uh, a great catch or indeed take double coverage and take a lot of attention away from OBJ, there's the receiver of the year. In my books, probably the offensive player of the year, uh, Cooper Cup. Um, and how the Rams are going to try and – sorry, the Rams, the Bucks are going to try and defend him will be fascinating to see. Um, great piece actually in ESPN today about the influence of his wife in Spawner's career. Like a really great story to read, remembering that all of these guys, all of the coaches, you know, they'll get the abuse, but they need the sports system and their loved ones at home who kind of help them get to this stage and are there when it all goes horribly wrong. I have a funny feeling it is going to still all go horribly wrong for the LA Rams. They're a team of superstars. They don't have the same level of depth. And whilst all the odds are against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in many respects. I can't pick against Brady. I really can't, guys. It's just I made I made on this show really? last postseason. Last postseason, I went with my head and I picked the Packers over the Bucks in the NFC Championship game. And then for the Super Bowl, I just said I, I think Mahomes is going to win it, but I have to pick Brady. I'm never making that mistake again. I am not making that mistake this time around. The old old man who is still – actually, do you know – did I say this with Jeff? He's older than all the other NFC head coaches left in the postseason. Yeah. Um, yes. It's remarkable. I mean, how he's not picking up his bus pass. I mean, he's older than O'Leary. I mean, Jesus, the fact he's still walking is a miracle in itself. I actually um, – I actually so, Mark, you said all the odds are against them. They're pretty favorable the, the game. All the NFC head coaches – uh, no, 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 no. You said a couple of minutes ago, all the odds are against Brady in this game. They're the favorites yeah. to win. So the odds aren't against them. Right. They're, they're favourites to win at two and a half points, but normally get three points playing at home. They're favourites because of Brady and nothing else. But that's Let's basically honest, that's where the money's going. They, yeah. But I just think they'll do it. I think they'll do it. Okay. Oh, thank you for that, Mark. That was... Uh, I'm just I'm just 
delighted that whole thing ended up in Tampa Bay being picked. <laughs> uh, look, let's let's talk about both teams. Let's look at the Rams. Let's look at the Bucks. The Bucks are a wee bit like Real Madrid winning the Champions League last year, and then they lose Ronaldo, and you know, you're like all, all the fans are like, you know, oh yeah, we're we're still great, we're still great. Is this going to be the weekend? They don't. They, they're, that they're knocked out of winning or, or trying to win the Champions League. That sounded a lot better in my head. Anyway, let's get to the real point of this game. The Rams. The Rams have a... The Rams' defense is tied for fourth in the NFL, right? You wouldn't think it actually watch them. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Vaughn Miller for a start. Here's the thing, though. The Bucks last weekend might as well have had a bye week, right? Let, let's just start it up here now, right? There's, there's no point in us sitting here saying... Oh, they were they were fantastic. They were literally like the Eagles didn't show up. Tom Brady shouldn't even have been in the field in the fourth quarter of that game last week, and he was. And fair play to him. And we have heard all the stats tonight about how old he is and and the bus passed and stuff. I'm not going to bore people here, all right? I'm not going to say that. Oh, Thomas Edward Brady, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Van Jefferson, OBJ, Cam Akers, Cooper Cup. Um, to memory now, I can't recall. Mark, uh, Phil, Tom Brady, the parting glass. Good night. Enjoy. Be with you all. The Rams will play next week against someone. Maybe in their own stadium. But the Rams are winning this game. Boys, honest to God, I genuinely think the Rams are going to go in this weekend and beat the crap out of the out of the box. Seriously. Like, and it's not even a shock because they're a great team. They showed it on Monday night against the Cardinals. How they put, what, 30-something points on Monday night? Or was it, what? 28, 34, whatever. It, it, it was almost like it wasn't a game, Michael, and the Cardinals didn't show up. Um, yeah, and here's but... the thing, though, Mark. Here's the thing, though. The Cardinals had a quarterback that could maybe try and run a wee bit and get away from the defense. What's Tom Brady going to do? Bring it on. I can't wait to watch this game. Bring it on. So uh, one thing is I would disagree with your connotations of the Bucks being Real Madrid because, let's face it, if anyone's got a bunch of Galacticos, it's the Rams. So if you want they to win the new Barcelona matchup, I'd agree. I'd say the Rams are Real Madrid and Barcelona are the Bucks relying upon Brady, like Messi-like, to come out with some brilliance. But let's not sleep on the Bucks' defense as well. They can turn it on on key uh, playoff games. They haven't been the most impressive, but last year they ramped it up when it was necessary, and that's part of the key reason as well. It's not all, Michael, it's not all about Tom Brady. I know you like to talk about him a lot, but it's, it's not all about him. I do, I do think leadership. I do think leadership is is underrated at at times, and um, I think that that will be a factor when you consider the um, the Broncos O line um, chanting uh, Peyton Manning's name before that last Super Bowl drive. Um, they that's why and 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 Brady yeah Brady did nothing in that Super Bowl against the Rams, but they play for they play for him and they play. He he just makes those around him better. It's frustrating and annoying as hell, and I can't wait till he's no longer in the league. But as long as he's in the league, he does it. We and said last week, sorry, wrong, sorry, Michael, we went into last Monday's game and we were, I suppose we were discussing Matthew Stafford and the fact that he had never won a playoff game and he won on Monday, but you could, there's probably an argument there that it wasn't really a difficult game because the Cardinals really weren't at the races. If he was to win this game, you could essentially justify the trade, I would imagine, even if they don't win the Super Bowl. If they were to go in here and beat the Bucks and get to the championship game, yeah, they're probably one of the teams that people would expect it to go to the Super Bowl. But I think it would justify the deal and he could walk away from the season feeling reasonably good about himself. But obviously, if he wins, they want to go one step forward and go all the way and play the game in their own stage come February when, please God, we'll be there to, to witness the event. Yes, and if he doesn't throw a pick as well, I think that further cements that. People go, oh, Matthew Stafford having a big playoff. Won his first playoff game on Monday night. Look at the picks. Two, two for two. Uh, we've also got two for two. And we've also got two for two. I can't wait to see this last game. The last game is an absolute... Uh, this is a full house, come on. ...teaser of a game. This is the game of the season so far. Uh, the Bills going up against the Chiefs. I couldn't find a good enough picture of Patrick Mahomes. So if any Chiefs fan tries and says I'm favoritizing Kelsey, damn good player. Incredible player. Let's look ahead to it. Let's get the picks. Bills, Chiefs, uh, 11.30 p.m. on Sunday night. God help all of us going to work. Colin, will this game be over by 2 o'clock? Um, well, we, we we shall see. I think when you when you look at this, it's... um, And I, I, I have been 
you know, defending the Chiefs all season in some ways, which has been painful as a as a Broncos fan. But the the Chiefs, I think, are a fantastically run organization with fantastic players, with an incredible quarterback. And we know from talking to various ex-pros that we've had on the, the show that it, Arrowhead is a horrible place to go as an opposing player. Um, everyone wants to talk about the... The, the weather and um, at Lambeau, but everyone we've talked to talks about the not not just the the weather at Arrowhead, but the noise at Arrowhead and how off putting that can be. So, the the Chiefs at home, Patrick Mahomes at home, uh, Andy Andy Reid, um, it you know you would have to to say that you know this the, the Chiefs can actually can absolutely uh, win this game, but. Last week, the Bills played the most efficient offensive game in the history of the NFL against the greatest defensive coach in NFL history. Okay? That is ridiculous what they did last weekend. Can they do that um, again? If they can do that three more times, they win. I don't think anyone beats them if they do if they do that. Uh, can they? That is the, the big question. But they are reasonably healthy. They have overcome uh, Tredavious White's uh, injury, which is I thought would disrupt them more than it has. So I would have to say I've been really impressed by the way in which uh, Leslie Frazier has managed uh, to scheme for his CB1 be, being out. And I think that is um, really, really uh, a great job that, that he's done. I'm a huge admirer of Andy Reid and of Patrick Mahomes, but sometimes kind of destiny comes into it and if destiny is to to be it then it should be josh allen who has put the bills on his back and i think he is going to uh for the second time th this season get the win at arrowhead and lead the bills into the afc championship game yeah, I mean, last season when they lost in the championship game, they didn't, they didn't really show up. I think the, the occasion was a bit too big for them. We saw Stefan Diggs, who kind of hung around to watch the celebration of the LC Championship trophy. And he, I suppose it was very much like, I want to see what it's like because I want to, I want to be, I want to be back here this time next year. Obviously, with us taking up the trophy, that won't happen this this weekend. I think it's only the first time in in, in twenty odd years that the the previous championship game is now the division round game, um, which is. And you bear in mind the same teams that tend to roll around each year within the playoffs in the AFC. Yeah, Josh Allen last weekend, unbelievable. I mean, he was lights out from the game, from the minute the game started. If you didn't watch that game on Sunday, Saturday night, and you didn't watch Mahomes' game on Sunday night, and you looked at the stats on Monday, you'd say, oh, Mahomes had the better game because he threw five touchdowns in 10 minutes, and he had five touchdown drives in a row, and he had 404 yards, as opposed to Josh Allen's 328. Um, Mahomes for me is coming into form at the right time in this game. They played each other in week five, I believe it was 28 20. Bills went in, the Chiefs were struggling at the time. He threw three interceptions. Something tells me that the Bills will play well. It won't be like last year's game. I think the Bills will put up a, put up a huge game, and I think this could be one that could come down to the end, potentially a field goal game. But Andy Reid has a knack of just getting over the line. We saw it last year in this division round against the Browns when it looked like they were gone when Mahomes went down. The Browns had the ball, opportunity to win, just find ways to get it done. The defense has played over the, consistently over the last few months, probably one of the best defenses in the league. I think the Chiefs will win. Sean McDermott's never won on the road in the playoffs as head coach of the Bills, and I don't think it's going to happen this weekend. I think the Chiefs will win and march on and play the Titans in the championship game in Tennessee. It's very, very hard to replicate perfection. It's one of the reasons I'm an only child, but uh, that's... perfection. Do you mean last week was perfection? Well, last week was. Perfection. I'm, I'm just checking. Last, last week was perfection week. against against the Patriots. That, that's good. I just need you to hear. Does that work? Mike, Michael was. It was the first team in playoff history to have a game where they had no field goals, no punts, and no turnovers. Like you can't get much more perfect than that on terms of an offensive performance. Um, it's fine. Bill Belichick, the Patriots, they'll, they'll cry themselves to sleep with their multiple Super Bowl rings. It'll be fine. Don't worry. Um, but the the reality is, um, I think the Bills are for real. They will absolutely show up. 
and they will absolutely make a great game of this. But it just feels like the Chiefs are rounding into form at the right time as well. Somebody said to me today, this is the Super Bowl. And I think that's getting a bit hyperbolic considering the six teams we just talked about, but I can see their point. Like whichever team comes out of this, who le- who else you got left to fear? Who else are you really worried about in relation to it? Because this is potentially the toughest matchup uh, both teams will have uh, in relation to the 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 uh, the postseason. Um, you mentioned about Sean McDermott, Brian. Actually, the Bills have lost their last eight away postseason games. They don't win out of Buffalo, and that's obviously a testament to their historical challenges in the postseason over the last number of years, going back to the Jim Kelly era. Um, whereas the Chiefs, of course, have won their last five postseason games at home. I think you have to go back to the Patriots going in and beating them to, to find a postseason game. But they didn't win at home, and that's obviously a testament to their high picks, the high seeding they're getting on a regular basis with this team. Um, Sean McDermott's formative years run around the read in Philadelphia. Uh, I don't quite feel, however, this is a time when the pupil becomes the master. I still think Andy Reid, I still think the Kansas City Chiefs will ultimately have too much. And it's not because the Chiefs are a bad team. It's This is going to be the game of the weekend to, for me. I, this is the one I'm most excited about seeing. But I just feel the Chiefs at Arrowhead will have a little bit too much. And I'll take the two and a half points. Thank you very much on offer. And uh, well, I'll take the two and a half points. I'll have them to win by field goal. Um, and take, it, take it down to one and a half now, Mark. Is it down to one and a half? Even better, Brian. Even better. Lovely. Uh, I've been. Uh, this, this is look, look. Seriously, take the hats off here. This has been a very, very difficult game to pick. In the same way, I have genuinely found. I think we've all found it very difficult to pick some of these games tonight, and it's, it's a testament to how good these games are this weekend. And as Jeff said it on the show, and I think Brian said it as well, it's, it's the best weekend of the season in terms of in terms of games. Uh, perfection last week. A demolition, a rout, an embarrassment. There are many many names you can say for last week's performance against the Patriots. I don't think any any names really match up to it. Watching the game back on Wednesday evening, I thought, dear God, what the hell is this? Josh Allen played lights out last week. A perfect game, or as close to a perfect game as you can get. Uh, one, one point the Bills have really made clear all season. Um, it's all about them. This is their year, uh, as far as they're concerned. Their performance last week was unbelievable. They have got the highest point differential in the nfl they are the league's top rated defense their quarterback is a wyoming boy going to kansas this weekend and quite frankly the way he played last weekend was sensational uh, and it's on him will he play and will or will the bills play the same as they played last year or will they learn from their mistakes last year and go in against the kansas city chiefs team that are coming into form but started the season very poorly it doesn't really matter because that 18 weeks is over and they're coming in feeling confident after a game against the steelers last week in which they're thinking yeah, why not? Um, look, the Chiefs uh, are going to argue it goes through them, it goes through Arrowhead, and all they have to do is win. But the Bills will look at this game and think to themselves, if we win this, we're going to SoFi. There's nobody stopping us. And I think it's interesting because, you know, how will the Bills approach this game? They actually done quite well, albeit they were playing the Patriots last week with Singletary on that run game. How will the Chiefs go up against them? Will they stop the pass effectively? Will Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders get enough completions in order for them to get through? I, I think this game would be very, very high scoring. And, and Brian, who did I pick in your bunker to go to the Super Bowl? The Bills and the Rams. Woo! 37, 34. Good night, Kansas City. Goodbye. Uh, and no, it's not happening again. Uh, the Bills are going to win this game. And uh, quite frankly, if the Bills win this game and win at Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs by one point, by 10 points, by 100 points. I, I think they're going to do it all. This is their biggest challenge. This is it. Mikey, you said it's on Josh. This is it. It's on Josh Allen. But in fairness to Josh Allen, he could come out and have a worldly. He could play a blinder in this game. But if the defense can't stop Mahomes, you could end up on the other side of it, 27, 34, 40, 40, 27. He could have the best yeah. game, walk away from it and say, you know what, I've done me utmost offensively to put this team in the Super Bowl. What I would say about that Patriots defense last week, and I said that on the show, they looked completely gassed from the start. It wasn't like they got gradually worn down throughout the game. A lot of the scores in which the Bills got were from long pass, and then they punched it in very quickly yeah. thereafter. So the Patriots were gassed early on. I'm not I mean, sure Brian, the Chiefs. They were at Logan defense. Airport last week. The Patriots, the Patriots defense was. Well, they tell you the Chiefs defense Logan won't Airport. Be, that's for sure. Yeah. They'll, they'll be yeah. absolutely, absolutely, yeah. 
But I mean, that's that's one of the things to compare. Obviously, like was Mahomes' performance more impressive because he was going up against the better defense? Arguably, yes. Like, I mean, anything's probably better than the Patriots. It, it took him a quarter and a half mark to get kick out because what? they held him. They, they held him down. They, for they a held him for and a, a quarter and a half, and then yeah. rocket ships went off. So that's part of the challenge. I mean, it is worth saying we should allude to the fact if the one team got a little bit of strife this week. Of course, it is the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, uh, their linebacker Willie Gay obviously arrested during the week. Uh, he is still going to play apparently the weekend. Uh, so that's a, an interesting dynamic that they've maybe got to contend with. Um, but no more so. I mean, obviously the 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 difficulties where someone sadly lost their life obviously last year going into the Super Bowl uh, with the Chiefs as well. So um, that's an interesting piece. But like, can they pull up a better off a defensive performance than the Patriots did last week? A wet paper bag could put up a better defensive performance than the Patriots did last week. We've got more breaking news. If you do, do you want to hear it or do you want to go watch a little bit? What do you want to do? Well, well, I want to see Dean Blandino. Uh, the NFL is just yes, and they're putting them on in the second. The NFL has just sent a memo uh, to the remaining clubs with a significant update to COVID testing. Basically, uh, they're eliminating or taking away the distinction between vaccinated and unvaccinated players. So it's a free for all. We're going. Aaron Rodgers, if he wins this weekend, is one game away from playing in the Super Bowl. It looks like there's no testing uh, for the rest of the season. No, no daily testing anyway. I'm not sure about. Is weekly testing if we hear it or if we get a PR email from NFL comms, we'll put it up on Twitter. That's it. We're two for two for every game, two for two for every game. And, and my god, you couldn't beat it! You couldn't beat it. Uh, Bengals, Titans, 49ers, Packers, Rammies against the Buckies, the Bills against the Chiefs. That's divisional weekend. That is us. That is that. That's the crack. Uh, we are three weeks away from the Super Bowl, but we're here tonight. Uh, I'm just realizing we haven't done our match break segment. We haven't done it. We'll promote we'll be we'll promote it on our on our page tomorrow. We have a similar selection to last week where you yourself, Michael, yourself, and Mark have picked what we believe to be our, our best bets of the week combined. And we'll put it into, we'll put it into <clears> thanks to Matchbook, Dave. Increase the offer, we'll put that out in the morning. Uh cheese yes, monster. <laughs>